Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of AWM Insights where we cover all things investing. Along the way, we're gonna debunk the lies sold to you by Wall Street, the myths of the cocktail party, stock tips, and of course, we're gonna provide you with the latest evidence-backed insights to help you capture the returns you deserve. And where we wanna jump into the conversation today is talking about the return of volatility with a vengeance in the markets. Last week, it started on Sunday when we saw stock future prices go absolutely haywire uh, when there was confusion over comments made by the White House from, from trade advisor Peter Navarro. And then all of a sudden we saw the markets completely do an about face when Trump sent a tweet. And so this volatility is something that isn't new that we've seen over the last few months, but in historical context, it is completely crazy. We've experienced three of the worst 25 losses and two of the largest 25 gains for the S&P 500 just this year. So Brandon, the question I really wanna cover today is a lot of the headlines are hitting on how volatility in these changes are swinging the markets back and forth. And maybe this is actually the time for the active investor. What advice would you have for our audience on how much they should pay attention to what media is telling us? Well, first off, Eric, I just love the intensity you're bringing today. That was quite, quite an opening. But yeah, I mean, I think the volatility is an interesting thing. I think when we really look at the numbers, I think volatility traders actually got destroyed this last week. And it's you would think when you have volatility spike up like this, that they would be able to take advantage. But it just with all the events you just went through, it's pretty it's pretty crazy, right? None of it could have been predicted. And so I think it's very difficult for for any trader to sit there and try to react back and forth to these different moves. So I think when we look back at the entire year, it's been volatile. We look back at this last week. I mean, a, a simple tweet, a simple comment could send things haywire. So at the end of the day, I think there's, you know, we also saw a really good article from Jason Swig this week that talked a little bit about comparing investing to gambling. And it was mostly kind of centered around the author that wrote the a Random Walk Down Wall Street, who is pretty famous for describing how investing and uh, is a long-term game. Stock picking is not effective. And we've seen people really recently jumping into the market and wanting to play this day trading type game. And he talks about it as a replacement for gambling, sports gambling. And, and it seems to be a common thread that a lot of investors do take some affinity for this gambling stuff. So you know, it's not necessarily wrong, but I think it's looking back at what we're trying to do here. Are we trying to to play a gambling game or are we trying to be long-term investors? It's interesting you bring up just the, the reference for gambling, right? It, we've seen this covered in the media lately with uh, Dave Portnoy of Barstool Sports, where he's been capturing eyeballs of a lot of this community that has been uh, historically focused on, on sports gambling or betting. And now all of a sudden with sports on hold, uh, the question becomes, how do you capture eyeballs? And Portnoy is literally made a joke out of investing. And the crazy thing is, is how many people are following his insights or his comments. Can you just talk about maybe what the the truthfulness or how much credence we should give news sites and CNBC 
when it comes to the investing decisions we should be making? Yeah, Eric. I mean, I think this is this is actually one of the simplest concepts to get. Let's just peel back to motivations. What are the motivations of all these news networks? Sell ads and to get you to continue coming back. If they just produced content that said, hey, let's just be boring. Let's clip the coupons. Let's just stick with our, our strategy over the long term and we'll we'll end up in a really good situation. I don't think they're going to have anybody tuning in to hear that story on a daily basis. And and Dave's a genius. Uh, he's been able to capture, like you said, so many eyeballs. I mean, even our clients haven't been immune to this, right? I've gotten tons of questions. Can you believe the gains that Portnoy is making and blah, blah, blah. And it's just pretty funny because then you go on and look at some of his comments uh, and he even admits that he's in the entertainment game and that, you know, he's really just here to drum up that entertainment. And this is nothing new. I mean, we've seen examples of this over history where certain people really they're in the entertainment game. They're not in the long term investing game and they're just there to to make people laugh, make people kind of interested in in things and they make a lot of money off of it more so from the investments. I mean, Dave Pornoy is making far more money from his podcast, then he certainly would be uh, investing on a daily basis. Yeah, it's crazy, right? You bring up history. Ben Carlson in his book, Don't Fall For It, A Short History of Scams. It's one of these things of let's learn from history that in the 1980s, there was a guy, Joe Granville, who literally made over $10 million a year selling his investment newsletters. And this guy was was a known trickster and it was all about entertainment. But I think we we know this because this is human nature as you make fun of my excitement when I start the podcast is we don't like boring, right? Like we we want to believe that if we put in more effort or we have some special knowledge that we should get better returns than anybody else. And and the relation to the athlete world that I just absolutely love is we stumbled across this interview with Shaquille O'Neal talking about his incredible uh, free throw talents, right? Is his career free throws was 52.7%. Just to put that in the context of how bad it was, it was the league average is around 75%. So it's like if Shaq just became average, he's already elite, but he would have gone down as one of the best. But they asked him, hey, there's a proven method of you doing the underhand shooting of a basketball at the free throw line that has actually led Rick Barry, uh, really the the expert in this, to be considered the fourth best free throw shooter in NBA history. When they asked Shaq why he wouldn't do it, he literally said, because it's boring. And I just crack up because he said, I'm just too cool for that. And I think we see that in investing is a lot of times even when we have evidence staring us in the face that it's just really hard to actually accept the boring, long, uncommon kind of just average returns. What advice would you give to people of how do they remain disciplined? How do they stay long-term and not fall victim to the, this day trading information on, on the news? I think it, you know, it's going to be a boring answer, Eric, but it's back to the plan, right? I think well, when you sit down with your advisors, it's figuring out what's important to you. What do you want your money to do for you? And try to stay focused as much as you can on that long-term objective or whatever your goals might be. They may be short-term, but matching up your money with those goals. Say a goal is we want to put our kids through school. We want to pay for their private schooling. I don't think there's a single listener that's going to take their 
$30,000 to Vegas and sit down at the blackjack table and be like, this is how I'm going to fund my kid's education. So I, it's the same thing, right? It might have been, might be exciting, but you're certainly not going to risk that. And I think when you start to think about it that way, hopefully it brings you back to, hey, what is financial success? Is it, you know, making all my friends jealous that I got lucky and I hit blackjack in this short time period? Or is it going to be, you know, 15, 20 years down the road when all my teammates and friends and family were playing this whole gambling game, but now I'm sitting, you know, in my comfortable home, my kids are, are being put through school. I'm not stressed out about whatever environment's going on because I made really good decisions over, over a longer period of time. So that's, I, I think it's just focusing back on the plan. That's great advice. It, it reminds me just in summary of going, what you said at the very beginning of the podcast, if you want to day trade, that is completely fine. Just make sure that we understand what's the game that we're playing and what's at stake, that it's, hey, the same amount of money that you, you want to take to the casino, you want to take to Vegas, you want to bet on a sports game. As long as you understand what's at risk and that one is entertainment versus one is investing, you know, you can, you can enjoy both. But when it comes to the sustainable long-term capturing the returns you deserve and making sure that your money actually accomplishes what you want it to do is having that long-term sustainable investment plan is so important. And so audience, we appreciate your guys' attention as always. Uh, if you guys want to be able to access the show notes or you want to be able to uh, access previous recordings, you can head directly over to awminsights.com and all of that information will be there for you. As always, we'd love to hear from you if there's a certain topic that you guys want us to tackle. But until then, stay humble, stay hungry, and always be a pro.